0: listening to service from hell a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good bad and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work i'm actor and writer kate gaffney and i'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as i used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in los angeles and at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when i was running around like a crazy person so let's eat Like to welcome you to another bonus episode. We're talking about tipflation, y'all. I have gotten a couple just general DMs about this. I haven't seen a listener letter about it, but I saw an article pop into my feed about what they're calling tipflation, and I thought that we had to address this, especially now that a lot of people on the podcast have mentioned that they feel like they're being asked to tip at a lot of different venues that they weren't having to do before and how we're just being asked to tip everywhere and I was saying how my dry cleaners now has a tip jar out and I just don't know what to do when I hand over my sweaters not like I'm going to the dry cleaners that often but still it's really annoying so let's talk about it tipflation also known as tip creep is a term to describe the United States's recent widespread expansion of gratuity to more industries, as opposed to being traditionally only prevalent in full service restaurants. Tiflation's origins are likely the COVID-19 pandemic and the inflation surge, which began in 2021. Touchscreen digital payment systems run by companies like Clover and Square include gratuity prompts that are often visible to nearby members of the public and service work and the service worker themselves. The social pressure created from such systems is often separately mentioned as guilt Tipping and tipflation has also been seen as causing tipping fatigue, which is the resentment that American consumers generally feel from the tipping culture. So they go on, this this definition goes on to talk about how tech companies are part of this. They say it further traces its origins to the increase of digital payment systems and the creation of digital tip jars. Many reports on the increased phenomenon of tipflation involve the technology developed by fintech firms such as Square, a subsidiary of Block, Toast, and Clover, the three largest makers of digital tipping software. All three companies manufacture integrated hardware and software services, which not only none of this matters. Blah. So uh, Starbucks in particular has been seen as the battleground for the changes in the American tipping culture as a concession to its baristas who began to organize in 2022. The Seattle based coffee company started to offer tips to its baristas within the app and at payment terminals. Customers who pay at the register are now required to either select a tip amount on a card processing device or for mobile orders can add tips later. It goes on to talk. I mean, you guys can. I'm just basically reading Wikipedia. So you can just, you know, you can go on to read about what all of this is. But they talk about tipping fatigue further down in this, and tipflation has just been trying to sort of address the widening wage gap and also the fact that, you know, minimum wage has not kept up with inflation. I mean, things that we all sort of already know and are discussing. And there's a lot of pushback now, and they're calling it anti-tipping sentiment, And there was a report that was published in, I think it was like June of 2022. I don't know when, but it was published on CNBC. And it says the fewer Americans always leave a gratuity, including for dining at restaurants now, because in general, they feel like they're being asked to do it too often. And... You know, this kind of goes back to the conversation around nobody wants to work and everybody's having a hard time justifying what they're spending going out. And I will agree. Look, the last I've gone out to a restaurant probably twice in the last month and a half because it's so I mean, I'm not getting out the door without spending one hundred dollars and that's just on food and I'm not getting you know six apps and dessert and you know lining up the the chefs what do they call it tasting menu and I'm not going to Michelin restaurants granted I live in Los Angeles where it is more expensive as a base but it is wild to me how expensive the base cost of everything has gotten and you know we're in the middle of two concurrent labor strikes for entertainment Uh, there's about to be a few other people joining us on the lines let's go but the the biggest issue is we're watching these companies earn billions off of the backs of our labor, and we are not being compensated fairly according to that growth in them as a business. And it's being pushed back onto the shoulders of the consumers who are patronizing these restaurants and these coffee shops and now apparently these dry cleaners. And so... It's going to seem like I'm being hypocritical with what I'm about to say because I've been asked a few times how I feel about this and if I think that really tipping has gotten out of control. And I'm going to say yes. I really do think that it has. And what I think it does is it changes our traditional understanding of positions in which you feel like, yeah, this person has earned a tip. Now, at the end of the day, $2.13 an hour being paid to do that in food service in Ohio. I think it went up to... I should look this up. According to the U.S. Department of Labor website, on the federal jurisdiction, so under the Fair Labor Standards Act, the FLSA, the basic combined cash and tip minimum wage rate is $7.25 an hour. Maximum tip credited against minimum wage is $5.12 an hour. Minimum cash wage is $2.13 an hour. And the definition of tipped employee by minimum tips received, monthly and unless otherwise specified is more than $30. So if you make more than $30 in tips in the month in a lot of states, Your minimum cash wage is $2.13 an hour, federally speaking. Arkansas pays a little bit above that. They pay $2.63 an hour. Delaware pays $2.23 an hour. There are a couple states that are paying over that. So in that generous, New Mexico pays $3. I don't know why I switched into this. Okay, so I was wrong. In Ohio, it's now $5.05 an hour, but it used to be $2.13 an hour that you would make if you worked in a tipped position. And so that just meant um, when I worked at restaurants in Ohio, I was making $2.13 an hour. So basically, you would have checks that would be zeroed out or would be negative or you would, you know, you would end up paying so much on the tips that you would earn because the tips counted as income and you were meant to declare them at the end of every shift. In tipped positions in California, still where I I earn money now, you still have to declare what you make cash and then the credit card tips automatically go to the, you know, the government and and then you pay taxes off of that. But when you're paying an employee like in Oklahoma 213 or in Pennsylvania 283 an hour because they work in a tipped position, Wisconsin 233, I'm just reading you what I can see uh, when you're paying them that, then the, the job of actually making sure that that person can eat is on the consumer and so now there's, I've, I've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast about the people who were now paying these like weird, it's called like a restaurant service fee or something like that, that allegedly gives insurance to the cooks. And we still don't know if that's true. And I know a lot of people that work for pooled houses now. So the bar and the waitstaff and the kitchen all split tips. And at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's fair that the consumers have to pay as much as they're being expected to to cover the cost of living increases for the employees that are working at those restaurants. I think it is the job of the employer to pay that because they are making money. And it bears repeating the in, in, the long standing old wives' tale in and amongst people that work in the restaurant industry is. Well, the margins, the margins of owning a restaurant are so small, the margins, the margins, because you know, it's a perishable good. And if it doesn't sell, we lose money, blah, 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 the margins, the margins. If that were true, if that were 100% true, that it's really, really, really hard to make money in a restaurant. How come they open so quickly? How come people find investors so quickly? How come there are franchises? How come things expand? I mean, if it's really that risky, we're not talking about skydiving, which is genuinely risky. And the margins are, mm, I don't know what the return is on skydiving (laughs) joy, euphoria. I don't know. It's a bad example. It's a bad comparison. Can you tell I didn't write this out before I started screaming into the mic? But To say that the margins are so razor thin and yet people keep getting into the industry, it's just, it doesn't, it's not adding up. And so what initially I am responding to with this episode is people just asking me how I feel about tipflation. And look, the general the general feeling that I have about it is that yes I think it's insane the industries that we are now tipping for because what it does I mean it's making me agoraphobic I think I may have already been in life in general but it's making me not want to go out because all it's doing is I'm thinking okay well if I look up the menu online it says $20 for an entree but really is it actually $20 or is it end up is it going to end up being 150 because there's 67 fees before I can even get out the door so it's it what it does is it puts me on my hind legs and it makes me think like well I got to have my my back against the wall a little bit and I I have to really be ready for a fight and I don't think it's fair to do that to consumers where the bill is always just a surprise and it's kind of like now going to a restaurant feels like you're going to the car shop and being like hey my engine's acting funny and they're like no problem we fix engines here this is the you know look up look up our rates online to fix an engine and then they fix your engine but then they come back and they're like well here's the, the the oil drainage fee Here's the battery unicorn fee. Here's the the trolls dancing under your car to wish it luck so it keeps moving fee. And then at the end of the day, you saw online it cost 100 bucks and you're being handed a bill for you know 750 bucks. That feeling, I don't know if this does this for other people, but this is definitely, it just makes me mad. It also kind of makes me think that every experience where I leave my house, I have to have my head on a swivel for the next fee I'm about to have to pay. And it it just taints the whole going out experience. And I recognize, look, we are all agreeing that it costs more to be a human in the world. Like there are far too many billionaires to not agree that that something's off. But where I get frustrated is I don't understand why we're not having the larger conversation of there needs to be a way that the gap between the owners and these conglomerates and these big corporations down to the laborer, that gap needs to close a bit because it isn't on the backs of yet more laborers who are going out to eat for you know their Friday night out with their family. It is not their job to make sure that I can pay my rent if I'm bartending. A tip is a gift and it's it shouldn't be a guarantee and it shouldn't be the reason that I can pay rent. At the comedy club where I used to work, there were servers who would chase people out into the parking lot if they weren't tipped. Now, some of that is greed because a lot of the girls there were making a ton of money, but also some of that is desperation. And look, I can't afford to in los angeles if you don't tip how is that fair and again choosing to go into a tipped profession we've sort of especially i can only speak to the us but we've culturally decided that all right you know you tip your servers you tip your bartenders but it's all this it's they call it scope creep because i (laughs) you guys i've worked in corporate like it's no problem don't even worry about it but scope creep is exactly what it sounds like i hand you a proposal much like i say it costs you know a 100 bucks to fix your engine And you say, okay, but like now this is where it's on the side of the consumer where I can say I as the business, I say this, this costs this. Right. And you as the consumer like, yeah, but could it also cost this or could I also add this? Could I also do this? And so it's on both sides. Right. So as a consumer, for all the people that say, oh, this meal was terrible take it off the bill or for all the people who say, Oh, I found a hair in my food. Like it is, I'm not saying it's exclusively on the billionaires and the restaurant owners and very few restaurant owners are billionaires, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Ignore, but that like, please stay out of my DMS with this shit. But what I am talking about is yes, there's guilt on both sides, But the larger conversation is around the wage gap. Because if you're paid fairly, a tip doesn't make or break you. If you're if you're paying being paid $2 an hour, a tip can be the difference between your kids having diapers or not. I mean, it's it is that the the stakes really are that high when it comes to being able to afford your life. Enough preaching, probably not. I'm probably going to keep preaching. But the next conversation or the 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 how this bleeds into tipflation is that I also think that a lot of companies are taking advantage of this and the fact that we all recognize that cost of living has gone up and things are harder now and whatever. And so there's an article that CNBC it's making the rounds because it was on CNBC and it's talking about tipflation. I'll reference it in the show notes. But they're basically it's an etiquette class essentially condensed into an article about places where it's appropriate to tip and where it isn't. And they say that like as a blanket rule it opens with saying essentially if someone is paid a salary they're not expected to be tipped and so this is where I get annoyed at restaurants where and I've so many there's bars I've worked at where this has been true for bars and restaurants where the person is the manager but for that shift they're just taking over and they're helping out behind the bar so they are, they are they'll are they get a cut of the tips. I've had good managers who are like no that's not fair I'm supposed to help out behind the bar and of course I can't get these tips I've had other managers that I've bartended with who are like okay cool so cut me in for the percent. That I'm due because, you know, say there's five people on the wells and there's five people behind the bar. That means that every bucket you're splitting five ways. But if there's four regular employees and one manager, you should technically really only split it four ways because the manager's making a salary. I've worked at bars where the manager's like, where's my where's my cut? And so, you know, I guess I guess it's case by case. But they're saying, you know, professionally speaking, and obviously like you're you're the obvious things, right? Like lawyers, doctors, whatever, teachers. Those are the those are considered, you know, salaried professionals. But this, again, this is all just a social construct where we've decided who should and shouldn't get tipped. So I understand why tipflation is happening, because we've made all these rules up anyway, and we're still get, allowing states to pay their people less than three dollars an hour for tipped positions. And that's literally just because of tipping without tipping. They would be expected to pay the federal minimum wage at least for those jobs. And so the, the article goes on to talk about how there Now, I disagree with this one. They say, as, as a rule, anyone who is working a counter, the like for counter service while delivering food... Oh, tipping people... Well, maybe I should read this before I record. They say tipping people who work behind a counter such as a barista or a cashier is not a requirement as far as etiquette experts are concerned, even if the tablet suggests otherwise. I always tip at the coffee counter. I always tip uh, to go. You know, I just, I don't know. I guess that's a personal feeling, but I don't feel any kind of way about it. I was really annoyed when Starbucks wouldn't allow us to tip. And I know it was a huge source of contention for them whilst they were having the union conversation. And so I tip in those spaces, according to this etiquette idiot who's probably never worked a day in their life in any of these jobs. And I'm making a wild assumption and I don't care. They probably, uh, they're saying you don't need to The next one I also disagree with. They say open bar events. If you go to an event with an open bar, the bar staff may or may not put out a tip jar as a rule of thumb. Keep in mind that the host of that event has likely already taken care of the tip. Now, I will say my mom is over 60 and she, sorry, mom, I didn't say your exact age. And she uh, recently was working for a place where it was all sort of catered events with an open bar. And so, they you know she was told and she was hired oh your your tips will show up on your check and like it'll be written into the contract and then she just wasn't seeing tips on the check there was something shady there i won't name it because she'll get mad at me but i told her from jump i'm like something shady because nothing was in writing and and they only hired people that were like over 60 or under 20 and they were like college students on summer break or a bunch of retired women. And it's like, there's a reason that you're only hiring those groups because these are the groups that probably are not gonna fight you when you're doing shady shit. And I would scream at my mom on the phone. Well I don't scream at my mom, but I would like say to her on the phone, I'd be like, yo, something's not right here because why haven't you seen she worked a handful of events. I was like, why have you never seen tips on your check? And she said, well, you know, maybe they didn't tip, maybe it wasn't included in the contract. And I was like, okay, great why weren't there tips at the event? She said, well, I don't think people knew to tip. it's just the miscommunication around that. I felt like was shady. This podcast isn't going to be about that, but it should be about that. Cause I'm still mad about that. She quit. It's fine. Who cares? But when she was working there, it was an open bar tip event. And so it was like, it was wine and beer. They weren't making crazy cocktails. I think there were a couple events where she, someone made cocktails, but for the most part, it was like, just like, you know, open handoff. And she wasn't making any money doing it. And according to this etiquette bullshit, they're saying at an open bar event, you don't tip. I was recently at a wedding and I asked the guy who was working at the bar. I said, hey, you know, where's your tip jar? And he said, oh, we're not allowed to put one out. And I said, oh, well, that's great because I, you know, I am close with a couple. I was like, I'm sure they're tipping you. And he said, we never see tips on our checks. And I was like, wreck scratch, what? And he was like, yeah, we don't see tips on our checks. We only get tips here. And so I thought, oh, I'll bet the person running the company is charging for tips and then not distributing them. So that happens too. And that's exactly what was happening with my mom is that, you know, it's very possible that these contracts included tips and they weren't seeing them. So I disagree with the open bar event. Now, the next two I agree with. Double tipping is listed here. And I didn't know this was a thing. And I'll be damned because whatever, I don't... (laughs) can't my nails done anymore. And I'm living an artist life. We're on strike. What are we doing? But this woman had written in to this etiquette chick and said that when she gets her nails done, <laughs> what a fancy lady, that she would tip the person in cash, which they have signs everywhere at all, most of these places, she would tip in cash and just hand it off. And that'd be a wrap on that experience. And then she would get to the counter where the tablet was, and it would force you to put something And so she was like, I was double tipping for my nails. And I was like, wait, there's signs everywhere that say cash only. So you hand the technician cash. And then there's a iPad that asks for it and demands it so that you before you can move on to the next screen well which is it is it cash only or is it on the iPad like that kind of shit I hate and like I'm such a a, I'm trying to be a reformed people pleaser but I'm in the process of reformation and so I don't want people to look at me put a big fat goose egg on the tip line because it's the same reason that I'll write cash on the line when I've tipped someone in cash my mom is really good about this she tips in cash so that you know people can have a little bit extra And I'll write cash in the line so that I don't look like a jackass of like, no, no, it wasn't good, whatever. And so double tipping again y'all are ruining it for everybody this is the problem you guys make you you're creating tipping fatigue in people when you do bullshit like that so now everybody's on their on their hind legs and like there's going to be a revolt with this too people are just going to stop tipping altogether and so the positions that actually need the tips that are making the 2 dollars and 13 cents an hour aren't going to get them because you people that are making 20 dollars an hour are also adding a tip line because why not who cares it's time for everybody to pay up and it's like it isn't time for individual consumers to pay up it's time for billionaires to pay up like I don't understand the disconnect here we are in fighting and we're eating our own and we are not the ones that should be fighting this fight so that's another one that they list and the last thing that they list in this article is they talk about how if the poor, they, they call the this section of the article poor service and they say when there's poor service you're never obligated to tip real talk you're not obligated to tip anywhere ever you're not and I say this as someone who tips Kept me fed and housed for many, many, many years. Uh, You're not. You're not obligated to tip ever, 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 ever. I think the obligation, again, falls on on the shoulders of the employer to make sure that you are fed and housed and clothed. That's why we go trade our time for these jobs. If I am telling you in this exchange, I'm going to give you the precious days that I have left on this planet, the exchange in theory is that the amount of pittance, the pittance you give me will make sure I have a roof over my head and a bed to sleep on. I I just like the bar is so low for what we expect out of our employers. And I'm coming straight off the strike line. So I'm hot and I'm mad and I'm mad at eat the rich. I'm mad at all of it. But I say all of this because I, I am on the side of people feeling tipping fatigue. I also feel it like if I'm checking out at whole foods in the self checkout after I just created my own salad, (laughs) I eat healthy go for me. I don't eat chips ever. Never. No chips, just salad. If I went and made my own salad, and then I come to the self-checkout and then I'm ringing myself out and I'm going to walk myself out to my car. It, there's no piece of that in theory where I've even interacted with another employee. Why would I tip? To be fair, I haven't seen that at Whole Foods and I rarely go to Whole Foods. I just use them as an example because they're rich. But I just I don't the 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 disconnect of a conversation we're having where people just slyly put out a tip jar. It it is I understand we're all greedy. We're all trying to make our little side hustles. We're all trying to make a, uh, what do they say, a dollar out of 15 cents. I don't begrudge hustle. I begrudge the fact that we aren't getting paid enough as a base pay to where we have to get clever and we have to put out a tip jar because it's like, well, it's either this or no engine for my car because the quote that I got was $100 and now it's a grand or whatever. Like... I just don't like that every customer service experience now I'm starting to feel like how I have to feel when I take my car in for service wherever I take it and feeling like I'm gonna get a surprise. Like I don't think we should be playing Wheel of Fortune or Russian roulette or whatever comparison you want to make every time we go out. It's why there's tipping fatigue and it's why there's general fatigue in and amongst each other. It's like, We can't afford to live. We can't afford to eat. The grocery bills have gotten higher. Like grocery bills have held up, kept up with inflation. Okay, like eggs cost more, milk costs more. And again, it's not on the shoulders of the individual consumers to make sure that every other laborer can afford to pay their bills. That's the job of the employer. Full stop. That's why we go to work. I, I I, mean, like, when I was bartending, I wasn't doing it for the love of booze. I was doing it because there was an off chance I could make a lot of money that night. Like, yes, of course, you have to like people sort of you have to like aspects of it. But I mean, I know a lot of people that goes to go to jobs that they just hate. Because it means that they can afford their lives. In fact, I would assume that's the vast majority of at least Americans. I would hope not. I hope you like some aspect of your job. But for the most part, we we go to jobs so that we can have lives. And as soon as you tell me going to a job is not going to be enough, and, and I not only don't get health insurance, but also I can't afford to pay my bills baseline bills like I'm not going I'm not jetting off on a private cruise to Tahiti every week you know this is literally just so that I can afford cheese I I love cheese I I don't I, I mean the it just feels so flawed and it feels like we're meant to have we're meant to infight we're meant to eat our own so that quietly, all of the corporations and the billionaires can just qu- just keep making money. It's the reason when a bigger conglomerate buys out franchises, they rarely change the name because they don't want you to know that it's really just five companies that own everything. They're like, no, 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 keep calling it I don't know Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. And now it's owned by Blackwater. Wouldn't that be hilarious? If Chucky e- What not hilarious? I'm I'm unwell. Anyway, I I just I had to address tipflation and I wanted to address this in general. I don't think I resolved it anything but I again again it's on the shoulders of the corporations that employ us to be able to pay us a living wage no one is asking for Tahiti money people are asking for rent money that's it and I do think that there's culpability on both sides for sure people that get their free meals people that steal you know they rob these stores of all of their makeup and they resell it and like there's a lot of there's dishonesty on both sides But if everybody is at least playing by the baseline rule, the base understanding that it shouldn't cost $47 for soup at a restaurant, I feel like we have to come to some sort of, I don't know, sane agreements, sane universal truths. And I recognize how hard that is for corporations, but there just has to be some sort of baseline sanity here because the planet's getting hotter, things are getting more expensive, nobody gets out alive. Like could we at least just enjoy the limited time we have here? And because we again are trading our time for money, could the money just be fair? So I agree that tipflation is real. I am tip exhausted, tip exhausted. What are we calling it? I'm just stealing these words from from other people but tip exhausted I just made up. So TM. I But whatever that is, I'm tired of it too. I'm with you on that. And I've worked almost exclusively tipped positions in my professional adult life. So I am not someone who doesn't believe in tipping, but I am someone who doesn't believe in over tipping and being forced into a tip when I'm in weird experiences. Like in New York City right now, if you don't know this, I'm shocked at the number of people that don't know this, but just to End on a super negative. In New York City, there is now an option when you go on to your online portal to pay your rent. There's an option to then tip your landlord. To tip your landlord, that's the that's a, that's a option. And of course, you're going to tip your landlord because if you don't and you have the inevitable mice in your apartment because it's New York they are going to take their sweet ass time getting to you. I mean, if you don't think that people are human enough for that to affect them, when well, they'll remember, oh, well, Diane didn't tip us. It's like, I'd remember. Shit, I remembered you. If you came into the store regularly and you weren't a tipper, Vinnie Fastline, yeah, said your name, I I would never get you a drink. I would never get you a drink because I would absolutely remember that you were not tipping. And so I I just like even the celebrities, like we would keep celebrity names written down of people who didn't tip. And it was like, nah, just avoid their table. So you think landlords aren't wired the same way that they're like, but I work hard, but I go answer their calls when they have cockroaches. Like, uh, are you are you kidding me? So that kind of stuff is really frustrating. And. I see why, As again, as a consumer, you're like, not only am I not making enough per hour, but also I'm now expected to tip my landlord, who is gatekeeping me from getting these rats out of my apartment. We've upgraded to rats. They're gatekeeping the rat king from being exported or fucking, I don't know, what's the word? Um, They're keeping the rat king from being extradited and getting out of my apartment. So, of course, I'm going to tip them, but I got muscled into that. So you don't think I'm going to take that out on the barista who actually should be being tipped because, oh, yet again. So I woke up this morning. I paid my rent. I tipped there. I walked to my local coffee shop. I got a tip there. Then I'm going to try to go somewhere for lunch. I got a tip there. And all along the way, someone's busking in my face with terrible violin or singing or whatever on the street. And I got a tip there. And then I walked into the mall and there's someone giving out samples now. And I got a tip there. It's just, yes, it is exhausting. But again, we have to dismantle the whole system because unless we decide to pay people what they're worth and what is fair, this is where we're at. This is where we're at, folks. So anyway, um, I'm mad about everything. I agree with tipflation being an issue. I agree with all of this stuff being terrible. Uh, I love you all for listening. Thank you for the people that wrote in and asked about this. I agree that it's enormously frustrating. I don't know what the solution is other than to burn it all down. So I'm not in a good headspace to be able to answer this because I am definitely on strike with my union. So I am not impartial. But you all are. You all already know that you've listened long enough. If you're new to the podcast. Well, you just learned I'm not impartial. P.S. No one is. So that's where we're at, folks. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Feel free to email us here at service from podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Send us more questions. This is how we felt about inflation. Thank you for those of you that cared and asked and i will link to the article and the several articles that i've read about this in the show description and if you have anything else you want to talk about service from Health podcast gmail.com thank you all so much for listening to this bonus episode good night